This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you're an athlete that wants to try CBD products, well, today's your luck. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. This is more geared towards your athlete, like I said, but if you're an everyday blue-collar worker, it works as well. They have roll-ons, they have ointments, they have tonics, anything you need or want. Actually, their website's under construction, but it veers you to, I guess, a sister company of theirs that's selling your products. And you can still use the promo code there. Don't worry, they still ship within North America. It's all good. And if you're a woman, that's what happens to be listening to the show. Thank you. And please, if you shop online, go to poppyapparel.com. You can use promo code the podcast with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They have everything a woman needs or wants, any shape or size, any season. They ship work worldwide and it's free shipping if you spend more than $50 and if you're into nerd culture collecting shit or any of that sort of stuff like signed memorabilia go to firstrow.ca this is a Canadian company I like to support and they like to support me as well if you're like I said collectibles anything you need or want from sports to comic books to wrestling they have everything they update daily and if you use promo code the podcast 20 you'll get 20 percent off and everything's in canadian funds so for all you american listeners it's just a little bit cheaper and lastly if you want to support me directly please i have a merchandise store at t public but if you scroll down on the device you're listening to it's embedded right there click on the link takes you directly right to the merchandise store i have everything from pillows to t-shirts to hoodies to even onesies mugs anything you need or want it is there it supports me directly and I said lastly before, but no, this is lastly because you don't have to spend money on this one. This is the most important. I keep saying it every fucking week, but no one seems to be listening to me. And it's the easiest thing anyone could do. Please rate, subscribe, review the big ones, Apple podcasts. And if you're not an, I guess an Apple person, you could also do it on either Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, or even iHeartRadio. So on to this week's guest. He is a former three-time Ring of Honor, or should I say Ring of Horror Six-man tag team champ, the horror king himself, Vincent Marsalia. Hey, thanks for having me. Here I am. There you are, exactly. What's going on, my brother? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well on this 
balmy winter day here in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> so where are you at? Uh, I am based out of uh, City Ranch, Rhode Island, which is right outside Warwick, where I grew up. Okay. Uh, but I'm currently at the uh, training school that is ran uh, not too far from my house. So, um, yep, and teach teach all these kids how to slice people open with axes. You know, their best friends, preferably. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to touch on that because that's some crazy shit, and uh, we'll get into it later on. But first, let's. I like to start at the beginning so people get to because again, I have every sort of listener on just in case they don't know sure. who the guest is. So. What got you into the business? What was that aha moment? When did you were like, I want to do this fucking thing for a living? Um, well, I've been a wrestling fan, man, for as long as I can remember. Probably since I was about five or six years old. Oh, wow. And uh, my aunt Donna um, is the one who got me into it originally. She was a huge fan. She was a big fan of Bret Hart. She loved oh, nice. Bret Hart. Man, she had every Bret Hart t-shirt she just loved the guy man oh, wow. it wasn't like i remember like her story too hard she got into it she just like was going through the channels and just thought bret hart was a really attractive man and <laughs> fell in love with him and got so hooked into wrestling and she was a wrestling fan ever since so wow. uh around five or six years old i was i became a huge wrestling fan um and where i'm from right outside Warwick is Providence, Rhode Island. And there's a a Dunkin' Donuts Center, which was called the Civic Center at the time. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother, who used to live, um, like, walking distance in in the city, so there's apartment buildings, like, kind of outside the city there, and you could walk right to the Civic Center. So myself, my father... My my uh, my brother wasn't born yet, but he did end up start coming eventually. He was he's four years younger than I am, uh, but it was like my aunt that I just spoke of, my father, my uncle, um, uh, my cousins. Like we were all used to go to my house first. We'd order pizza and whatever, and then we'd go to my grandmother's, visit her, and we park our car there and we walk down to Civic Center and we watch all the you know the, the live events that would come around at the time. Right. Uh, they still do. Uh, running that very building and uh man i just remember just being uh, you know sitting on my father's shoulders my cousin's shoulders watching all the the wrestling and it's Mm. not i just loved it man any event i could ever make it to i would go there and i you know toys and i i was a huge ultimate warrior guy okay so um you know you had your hogan and your warrior fans i was definitely a warrior fan um and uh i love the rockers and i love undertaker and i still remember to this day man one of those things was a moment when i was a kid it was uh ultimate warrior versus the undertaker it was like mm. a house show or something oh wow and uh and uh it was the body like undertaker put him in the body bag you remember when undertaker used to do the body bag like, yeah. way back in the day of course he put warrior in the body bag and then warrior tore out of the body bag and as a little kid being a warrior fan oh. and i also love the undertaker too but man yeah. like seeing that i was just like this is the coolest because like you know he's a he's a superhero to me when i was a kid you know what i mean and like seeing him just break out of that body bag and the crowd just firing up for him it was just like it was awesome man and i was hooked and i was hooked that was it i watched it all the time pay-per-views we would get and again any live events i'd come around and then um later on once i hit my teen years yeah like when Attitude Era started coming along and whatnot, yep. I was uh, big into the Hardy Boys. I was a huge mm. Hardy Boys fan. Okay. Um, and during that era of like tables, ladders, and chairs, the first ever ladder match, all that stuff, 
that's like my teen years when I was like, I really want to do this. Cause you don't really know you want to do that when you're like a little, little kid, you just love it. You know, that's it's true. Fan. Yeah, yeah. But like when I, when I hit my teen years, I was like, that's when I really started to be like, man, I want to be like these dudes. You know what I mean? I want to do oh. what these dudes are doing. And if it's something that can happen, like, you know, and then, uh, uh, high school kind of came around as in ninth grade. So I'm like 14 years old. And, mm. uh, you know, I was always like, he, I emulated Jeff Hardy. I loved the Hardy. So like, I, I had the wrestling t-shirts mm-hmm. and like all that, you know, cool stuff at the time. And I remember there was a girl that went to high school with me who her boyfriend, uh, was, she said, he's a wrestler. You know what I mean? Oh. I'm like, who is he? You know what okay. I mean? And, and at the time, like, I only knew WWF existed. That was it. That's all I knew of. There, was yep. no, there was no internet. There was no yep. none of that stuff. So that's all of I course. knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I ended up taking a ride to a Warehouse, which is in Pawtucket, which is right outside Providence. And there was a ring there, and they were training. And I first time I ever got in the ring was I was a fourteen year old kid. I didn't mm. do anything really much, but like kind of like you know run around it and, and you course. know think I knew what I was doing, but. Uh, you know, just kind of get a feel for it, and, and and I was hooked, and I was hooked since then, and like I, I just didn't stop, man. No matter how, whatever opportunity I could get, you know, I, I would I would I would go there and be at the show, and I set up rings, and, and I right. set up shows for people when I'm like 15, 16 years old, and just trying to you know kind of stay around it wherever I could hear about it, you know. And um, as I got older, I think like 18 years old, 19 years old, mm-hmm. I started doing like random like independence that nobody's ever heard of that was just kind of in random VFWs and whatever I could find. There's a ring there. I would be there. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I got like some opportunities and then I started wrestling regularly at like a VFW hall with like a bunch of guys. And then, um, came across, uh, that's where I met, actually, I met Matt Taven mm. uh, during that time. I think I was like 20 years old or 21 years old. I'm going to be 34, so oh, I've known wow. Matt Taven for a very long time. Right. And um, we kind of crossed paths on doing just random wrestling. He was more towards the Boston way that way, and right. uh, I ended up doing a show of that up over there, and that's how we met. Oh, and cool. uh, we both kind of hit it off, you know what I mean? We're, we're, and uh, we kind of... You know, because I think we both realized we had similar drive mm. to want to actually do this and try to get somewhere with this as right. opposed to, like, there's a lot of guys that were around at the time, but I don't think they, like, really wanted to do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they were they were content in what they were doing at the time, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, eventually, uh, we, we started, uh, I had ended up mentioning him to, we ended up crossing paths again towards my way. Okay. closer to Rhode Island, Massachusetts area. And uh, we were doing those shows. And then he ended up going to Spike Dudley School, which is located in the Fall River, Massachusetts, um, and started training with Spike Dudley. And mm-hmm. he's a year ahead of me from Spike School. So he started in 2009 oh. at Spikes. I came in in 2010. Gotcha. And I remember I was still wrestling at this BFW hall, and I remember a Spike and a, and a guy who runs the school now by the name of Ryan Waters, who's a very underrated trainer who really doesn't kind of put himself out there as a good trainer because mm-hmm. he just kind of, you know, he just doesn't really, he's not really into putting himself out there like sure. that, you know? So he kind of, he's on like the kind of low out there, but he's a great trainer, and he kind of, he saw me and he kept saying, you have more potential, more potential, come to Spike School. And I was kind of like set in my own ways. My Everybody I was wrestling with thought I was great and, right. you know, that's all that mattered to me. And I was the champ at this place and, you know, what could be better? You know what I mean? Of course. Um, and especially being you know, that young too, right? Wrestling, wrestling man for like a hot dog and a handshake, really, though. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, gotcha. <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, eventually, you know, as a young kid, I was just like intimidated. You know what I mean? There's this guy, Spike, who I've known. And it's kind of like, you know, you, I knew that I wasn't good and I knew that I didn't know anything. Okay. So the inti- I was just intimidated to go there to know that they're going to tell me that I don't know anything and I need to be, like, be trained properly. Right. I could do what I see on television, but that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. You of get course. what I'm saying? No, of course. So um, eventually, you know, and Taven kind of kept reaching out to me and pushing for me to go there. And then eventually I gave in and went. Mm-hmm. And um, once I went there, uh, you know, I was hooked. I went once and, you know, they, they did tell me, you don't know what you're doing, but we can yeah. help you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then I was just hooked on it. And then I trained from Spike there on out starting in 2010 and then uh, oh, wow. kind of started building my myself up locally mm-hmm. you know wrestling like with a lot of guys who have have, have been pretty successful today you know it was, it was like me and Taven and Mike Bennett and Tommaso Ciampa and Oni Larkin and nice. uh, Ivar from WWE and right. um, all, all of us were a group at that time and it was good oh, because wow. you, everybody was pushing everybody you know what I mean like uh-huh. a lot of guys have, have really helped kind of like you know, push me along and, and, and try to get what I can out of this. And, uh, you know, and then uh, I went to, you know, I'd done some Dragon Gate stuff and uh, mm-hmm. I went to a Ring of Honor tryout camp about a year and a half into my training. So it was like 2011. Okay. And um, I, I went there for the tryout. I went with Taven. I remember we did Dragon Gate in Boston. We drove up. And after Boston, all the way to Philly, slept in our car and did the Ring of Honor camp, our first Ring of Honor camp the very next morning at 10 a.m. So mm. we literally got to the parking lot of the of the place where they held the tryout at like 5 in the morning. We slept a couple hours when in there, so we were dead tired that wow. first day of training. First day of the tryout, we were dead. But uh, it was great. It was a great experience. And, um, you know, they, they told me to go out and get more experience. Of course, I was only a year and a half in. Right. Um, you know, but in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to go there. And like, yeah, I'm going to do, you know, but you're in a, you're in a, your mind is, is in that that position at that place because i because okay. i've already gotten better so now i'm thinking like oh something's gonna happen you know but the case is, is I, I really needed more experience They're right you know yeah and um uh i ended up getting some opportunities after you know two camps and uh you know got my 30 seconds of fame on television with <laughs> rhino with him goring me out of my boots that's still on youtube you can find it there you go um <laughs> but um but, uh, you know, I had some really good opportunities in Ring of Honor right, of against course. a lot of guys that were there. And, uh, you know, in 2016, um, you know, I offered, they offered me my first uh, contract in Ring of Honor, and then I've been there ever since. Yeah, as they say, the rest is history, right? Yeah, man. A couple of things I want to touch on when you were talking about how you came up. First off, obviously, now I understand why you use the, the Swanton as your finishing move, correct? Because you're a Hardy Boys fan. Uh, well, no, actually, uh, my, uh, finishing move, I do use the swan run all the time regularly. Okay. And that's exactly why, of course, uh, I didn't, I mean, I was doing that on my trampoline as a 12 year old kid and I never stopped doing it. <laughs> I still gotcha. do it. So, you know, it, 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 you know, it's, it, it's funny though, cause me and my wife, we talk about that all the time, but my finisher is actually the acid drop that Spike used to do. That's um, right. Okay. That is my finish. That is what I beat Matt Taven with cleaning the ring at final battle. Uh, so, um, you know what I mean? So it's a pretty special thing. Uh, but yes, it, it's the acid drop that Spike used to do, uh, which I believe he called the Dudley dog at, at one yes. point. But, there you yeah. go okay so yeah. that makes sense too i guess sort of an homage to him right yeah 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 for sure man oh that's sick okay and the other thing ultimate warrior i'm a huge warrior fan too when go warrior man. appeared again 
in Toronto, the big Warrior Hogan match, right? It was here in Toronto. So yeah, yeah man. To me, that was I loved it, and Warrior was my guy the because WrestleMania one, right? Yes, exactly. I think yeah, I believe yeah. it was WrestleMania six, if six. I'm not mistaken. Yes, six. there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, title, title for title, right? Title, double, double title match. You got it. Intercontinental versus World Championship. Yeah, and that 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 was one of those, those things that, like, man, I remembered. Like, in Warrior was just so awesome to me. I always just loved Warrior with the colors and all the. That's it. You know, the, yeah, just everything about him was just so cool when I was a kid, man. Was, like even the hypeness, him running to the ring, never blowing. Well, again. Maybe he, so were you there? No, I, I was too young. When, oh, fuck, how old was I? I? I'm old, but I wasn't... Oh, fuck, I'm not that old. What was I? I was probably like... Ooh, duh, maybe 10 or 9, around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And my parents hated wrestling. They used to not want me to watch it. They thought it was too violent, and they thought I was going to emulate that shit. So it was more of the sure. download. To me, it was my little uh, dirty hobby, you know what I mean? <laughs> Growing sure. up. Un- unfortunately. Right, right. But hey, but you know what? It made me want to watch even more because now my parents are saying don't watch it, and I was even more intrigued. What's this all about? Right. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. They screwed yeah, up. Sure. They should have just let me watch it, and maybe I wouldn't have been into it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the whole point of the warrior thing, I bring it up because my favorite characters, like yours, are the horror gimmicks. So the first thing that pops up to my mind with Warrior was when Papa Shango made that green ooze come down. Right, that to me is classic TV. That's when I was like, oh shit, wrestling could have horror in it as well. And I'm a huge yeah. horror buff. So we could uh, get into horror shit later on as well. But I love sure. everything to do with horror. If I only had one category I could watch movies for the rest of my life, it would have to probably be horror. But okay. your sort of characters, I gravitate towards because uh, the storytelling, it's something so different and unique in wrestling nowadays. And I don't know if you want to tell without revealing too much because i'm sure you have stuff in the works but what makes your horror gimmick different than all the ones that we've seen or are out there now um i i just feel that um what i'm doing and i know that 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 word is flown around a lot in wrestling but what i'm doing is very me man it's just like uh everything i do is is what i'm into you know what i'm saying nothing's okay. forced nothing is is comes off forced you know right. what i mean it's just uh it's i'm in my comfort zone when i'm doing that it's just who i am it's what i believe in um and, and you know it's just one of those things man that like even me growing up uh i was very into that stuff just as much as it was into wrestling you know right. what i mean and, and and it took me a long time a very long time in my career to really find that and mm. to figure out who I was in that realm and how to bring that into what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? How do I show myself and who I am in a way that nobody has before? You know right. what I mean? Um, where, like, you know, it, it started off a little different and now it's kind of evolved into 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 me. Mm-hmm. Like, in, into it started off as like, okay, I have this, I have this element, this element, and I started to weed stuff out because... I want people to know who Vincent is and what he's about. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just, it's just very, it's a natural thing, you know? And I just think, uh, you know, and I think it's, it's a, I think most people who um, are successful with, with, with it and, and, and have something about it is, is part of who they are. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a, it's a very big part of who they are for the ones that are successful with it. And and if, if you're just true to yourself, man, um, you know, that's really all that matters, you know what I mean? And nothing else matters as long as you're true to yourself and who you are, you know? No, it's so true. And it comes off, like, even with those freaky masks, how did all that come to be? Like, those things are crazy. Um, it's funny. So, <clears throat> when I started doing this, 
I was kind of like, uh, um, I was like, you know, kind of in like a, a rut. I was like, you know, what? Yeah, I can wrestle and do all this stuff, you know, but like, who, like, what am I? Who am I? And I never really gave myself like a time to like think about that or figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember one night standing on the couch and just, we have tons of movie props and our stuff we collect and we've okay. just been so winter for so long you know mm-hmm. and i remember my wife was the one who's like why don't you ever do something that's horror related and mm-hmm. like if a light bulb can go off any brighter <laughs> like it was that night where i was like oh my god like this woman is right you know what i mean like exactly. i'm not i'm not letting myself be myself I'm, i was almost separating my life in wrestling you know yeah. what I mean? I no, was like, I okay, it. I'm a wrestler, but this is all this is me when I'm not wrestling. Instead of being me while I'm wrestling, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, it was one of those things where I think like, I think it was just the thought process of like, okay, everybody I'm watching is not who they are, but in reality, it is who they are. You get what I mean? Right. And um, it took a while to figure that out. And you know, most people kind of find themselves and, and get comfortable with themselves sooner than others and that's fine you know what i mean it might take somebody longer and that's okay too you know yeah, yeah. uh usually if you just stick to your guns and you know you keep it rolling you'll end, it'll end up coming naturally on its own um as that's it did yeah. and then um i remember getting a mask i don't even I, I got like a friday the 13th like good replica but you know wrote my insanity brand on it when mm-hmm. i first started i came out with it at a, at a northeast wrestling show in connecticut mm. and i just remember the crowd already knew me but when I came out with it, it was just a response that was different. It wasn't mm. just like, uh, here's this, here's here's Vinny again, okay? Okay, cool, you know what I mean? Right. It was just like, whoa! You know, it was a kind of like a, a like an attempt. It was going to grab something there. And that's when I was kind of like, this could be something. I could turn into, you know, whatever. And then the mask kind of, I was like, well, I can't. I'm not Jason Voorhees, and I can't use a Jason mask. So you know, it's time to kind of create something that maybe I have my own vision with and my yeah. own mask style or something of my own and that kind of went through different versions of it. But, um, and now I've kind of evolved like past it. You know what I mean? I, I kind of, the mask was kind of like a part of me to kind of introduce to people what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that they know me, I want them to get to know the person more vincent and and who and who i really am and that was just an element of of what i like and who i am um but uh yeah he he, uh, william rockwell is the one who did he does he does a lot of great masks for a lot of people actually oh that's pretty cool and obviously you just talked about your look you look obviously like a horror character you have the beard the dreads the tats you have the whole shebang like and then you add the mask and speaking of horror character didn't you just film some kind of movie something called damon or damien Damon is the name of the character. Yeah, okay. he's a, uh, connected to a, an old ancient Indian tribe, and uh, the movie is called The Find. The Find. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, and that's supposed to be released in February. Actually, I have to do one more little scene on the twenty third of this month, right? Uh, and then after that, uh, everything should be wrapped up, and it should be coming out on February, which is like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and it'll be available on DVD everywhere. Oh, that's pretty so. sick. So how did all this come to be? Like, is this something you've always wanted to do, being obviously a horror yeah, movie? Yeah, actually, it's something that I kind of was always interested in, okay. you know, and like like I, like I touched on, like I always liked, like, like, like horror movies. Um, yeah, it was just something I always liked, man, and like, uh, I, 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 uh, 
you know, I didn't know anybody that was involved in that industry whatsoever. So, and then okay. eventually, um, I met somebody through wrestling who's a producer, Verdi Productions out of Rhode Island, and they're connected with like Lionsgate Film and stuff like that. Sure. And uh, he was writing the, you know, the script, and, and he, he had their script sent to him rather, and uh, he said, you know, would you want to be, you know, a serial killer in this movie we're doing? <laughs> I'll send you the script. And like, hey, just kind of like laughed because it's like you don't. Like, send me the script, that's fine, I'll read it, but, like, right. like I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm in. You, you know, horror movie, serial killer, like, sign me up, here we go, you know? Mm-hmm. So I said yes right away, and he, he's a big wrestling fan. Okay. Um, he's been to some of the shows at the Hammerstein, but he just thought my li- my look, you know, with the dreads kind of, like, fit the bill of, 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 of the character and stuff like that, so... No, most definitely. And did you love it? Do you want to do more? Is this your thing? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, man. And I hope I do do more. You know what I mean? And right. I think there may be more in the works, but like, I, it was so much fun. And I give those guys so much credit and the guys who film everything and get everything, you know, rolling. They, 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 they're up, you know, so many different angles and shots you have to do. And like, I looked like a vampire for like, uh, like uh, two weeks. I, I slept all day and oh, we wow. filmed overnight all night. But uh, it was a lot of fun, man. And like it was a great uh, experience. And, and like like you said, I hope I do get to more of those opportunities. I'm pretty grateful for that. And I think uh, I think it'll be cool when it comes out. You know what I mean? Being such a big, uh, you know, being such a big person into the the, the horror genre, mm-hmm. um, I I think the way I feel that the movie is filmed and what it's about, and even the scenes that are added to it, I think it's going to be a uh, you know it, it'll be it'll be good. You know, I think in my opinion, and that's not just because I'm in it. That's just because the way it was filmed, the, the, the script after reading it, and then once you know getting the vibe of the character and getting the vibe of the whole background story, and it just it was the characters, the movie, it was it was cool. It's kind of like a scream. But like a, a different vibe, a darker vibe, I guess you could say. Oh, gotcha. Where That's like, perfect. Where like Scream is more like, you know, kids, where like there is college kids in this film. Right. But like Damon, the character Damon's not, a, you know, a college student. He's a, he's a, he's kind of a supernatural-ish mm. kind of character. Gotcha. Well, that sounds right up my alley. That's what I love. Okay, how about this? In a perfect world... If you had a genie and he said, what movie or anything would you, character would you want to either portray? In what series, what do you think you'd want to pull off? Oh, what character would I want to be? Yeah, like Jason or Freddy Krueger, like one of those type of characters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, wow. Uh, if I had the choice to play any of those characters, I think it would be... Like, we're talking, like, the iconic, like, Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, right? Of course. Uh, So I I would probably have to go with uh, probably Michael Myers. Really? Okay. Yeah, because um, I like the backstory. Ah, okay. I think think, uh, the backstory is just more intriguing. I like, I like the, like, his story has realism to it. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Like Jason's like a, you know, a zombie that came back from the dead. Um, okay. And then like Freddie, Freddie, I was never a big Freddie fan growing up, man. Oh, you I broke my heart. Freddy. He's my man. Oh. Freddie's your favorite. Oh. <laughs> okay. Tell yeah. me, I'm always interested. I want to see the other side. Why don't, why were, why were you not attracted to the whole Freddie thing? And then I'll explain why I was, and then we'll see. Um, I just think, uh, to me, like, so now I appreciate him more. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of 
smartened up to the genre and the horror world. But as a kid, I didn't like them because I think here's the thing. I think it was the the elements of the masks, like Michael Myers masks and the oh. Jason mask. I think the masks is what kind of drew me in. Okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I like, Freddy has a glove, which is cool and all, but I, right. I, I was just drawn into the masks. You know what I mean? It's so oh. iconic. Have the, the hockey masks that were like, it was just cool. And just like everything about like, you know, uh, the mannerisms of Jason, right. like Kane Hodder Jason, which I, I, I loved the most. Um, but, but my favorite one is actually part six with CJ Graham. I thought CJ Graham did a fantastic job as Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably my favorite one, part six and part four with Corey Feldman when he's a, when he's a kid. Yes. Um, Those are classics. And then, uh, yeah, it's a great one. And, uh, yeah, Freddie, I just, I think like the, the comedy thing and not having the mask, I just mm. think I wasn't into him. And Leatherface, um, Leatherface, I appreciate now more than ever. Me too, uh, right? I'm, yeah. I'm the same. When I was younger, I didn't really care for him. I always made fun me of people. Neither, me neither. Like, yeah. when they, see, Freddie was in, I mean, uh, Leatherface was in last place as far as like yes. the, when you when you put those faces in line, of course. Leatherface was in last place. Yeah. But I appreciate him now more because he is definitely the scariest story out of all of them. Right. You know. Um But um so now I appreciate Leatherface a lot more. But uh yeah, I think I think if I had to pick one any of those like iconic like four or five guys, it would mm. be Michael Myers because I just think I love Halloween, first of all, like just the season. Same and I here. think a lot of those movies have that vibe. And, right. uh, and I do love, uh, gets a lot of grief, but I, I love Halloween three season of the witch, man. Like, I think that's a great oh. Halloween movie. I think okay. it's, I think people just kind of shit on it because it's, it's not like, where's Michael Myers, but you right. have to, you have to watch that movie on its own. You have to watch it as like a separate Halloween movie and enjoy it for, for it being um, a part of the Halloween season rather than part of the Michael Myers franchise, I guess you could say. Um, but sense. I love that movie. I think Tom Atkins is a fantastic actor who is in Halloween 3. He's in uh, Creep Show. He's in uh, Night of the Creeps, which is an awesome movie that not many people know about. But um, I actually roomed with uh, Jason Lively, who plays the redhead in Night of the Creeps at a horror con I just signed at. Um, he, he's also the son in European Vacation. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's in Night of the Creeps. He's one of the lead roles in that. But uh, Night of the Creeps, I, I just love that movie. But I like a lot of like those like fun house and creep show, like a lot of right. those like B horror movies that not many people know about unless you're like in their, you know, deep in the cult of, uh, you know, following of the horror genre. What about the Rob Zombie Halloweens? You a fan? Um, I thought I thought Rob Zombie did did good with the first one. Okay, it, it, it gives a different look on the upbringing of Michael Myers and gives right. you a different reason why he is the way he is. Um, so I appreciate that. You know, what I mean, I appreciate him going a different route instead of like totally remaking it. It was a remake of a lot of like scenes, like shot for shot. Right, but the story with the upbringing was different. So I appreciated that. The second one I didn't care for. Um, I do love Rob Zombie. I mean, Devil's Rejects is one of my favorite films Me too. And love I it. love three from hell. Right. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Sherry Moon Zombie is just amazing. And three from hell. She, she crushed it with that, with that whole thing, with the evolution of baby firefly throughout all three films is just incredible. Right. And Otis is my spirit animal. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that all makes sense. Well, the reason why I'm I was a huge Fre- or still am a huge Freddy fan 
Like, I don't yeah. really like the remake. To me, that one, it, it took more to him being a pedophile. And I don't think that's what Freddy was really about. You know what I mean? I understand what they tried to do to make it seem like, oh, this guy is a creep and this is why he's doing what he's doing. But everyone knew he assaulted kids. Leave that alone, whatever. It's more him. Again, he was the one without a mask. He lived right. in Supernatural or he lived in your dreams. That's right. another thing. And then lastly, obviously, the iconic love. And I love the humor. I like it when they could right, squeak right. in humor the right way in a horror movie. Not like campy or make it seem like it's raunchy, but in a good way where you're actually laughing, but then five seconds later, you're like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, right, right. There's a lot of like, um, yeah, it takes like a sharp turn every time it happens. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't see like, like I, I like humor and horrors too. You know what I mean? I think, um, I think that's probably why I like Otis Driftwood so much. Mm. Because he has, his humor is a little darker. But right. he does have a lot of humor to him, um, you know. Same with like you know, uh, Captain Small. Like they all kind of have like a little bit of humor to them, where you right. kind of laugh at some of the stuff. You know, af- after after House of Thousand Corpses, they got a little bit more like um, they had a little bit more depth to to them as people instead of right. just you know we're just you know killers or, or scary people or whatever. Um, and I think that's why I like Otis Driftwood so much as a character because I think he just has range. Right. You know what I mean? I he, has, he, has, he has a lot of range with himself. So, uh, but yeah. What about Terrifier? Did you, did you watch that on Netflix? I did. And? Uh, me and my wife watched it. It was pretty gory, man. It was right? gory. Um, I, I didn't. I, did you see it? Yes. I, I'm a huge fan, by the way. I don't know why. People give me grief. Okay. But I, I loved it. it. I, when I did the when I did the signing at Scaricon in Rochester okay. a couple months ago, um, I, I did the signing with the with the cast of Terrifier. Oh, nice! And was talking with with everybody about it. But like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, pe- people have their their opinions, uh, of course, like they do on everything. Yeah, but uh, I, I didn't. I think I thought it was fine. I thought it was really gory, and I, I didn't hate it. Um, I thought the 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 actor who plays. Um, Art the Clown was yep. fantastic. I think he mm-hmm. is fantastic. And, um, uh, yeah, man, they're making a second one. So, you know, uh, it was successful. You know, I can't say that it wasn't. It was, like, I mean, successful enough where, like, they did that, that like, um, reunion at that signing and, like, a bunch of people showed up for it. So, like, I mean, you know, and that was just a straight-to-Netflix movie. But, I mean, it, 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 it caught on some way or another you know yeah yeah um, it, has, cool, so. it has one of those like cult followings and i could see it just every couple of years pumping them out not to say it's going to be worse or yeah. it's just a money grab but i could see it becoming right. sort of like a, a sharknado type of thing you know what i mean sure sure and there's nothing uh, wrong with ever, that have you ever seen the movie cat people cat people sounds familiar okay malcolm mcdowell is like the lead role in it um and uh, they're like panthers, like black leopards, and like no, uh, I don't think I've watched it's, it. It's it's on a Hulu right now, but I haven't seen it for for a while. And I will rewatch it the other night. It's it's a great movie, man. It's kind of a hidden gem. Okay, but uh, it, it's great. You should check it out. Almost it's, definitely. It's, it's worth checking out once. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely put it on, on my list. Thing. How about this again? Being a horror fan, what about horror television? Like other than like the usual like Twilight Zone, and I guess I don't know uh, what else was uh, Tales from the Crypt. And all that type I of... I love Tales from the Crypt. About five, six months ago, me and my oh. wife rewatched all the seasons of Tales from the Crypt. Seriously? And, man, okay. Tim Curry and Death of a Salesman episode. Okay. He, he's just unreal. He, he plays the mother, the father, and the daughter in the whole episode. Oh, shit. It's, just like, it's incredible that Tim Curry pulls that off so well. He's just fantastic. But Tales from the Crypt is great, man. 
Okay, you're, you're going to be able to jog my memory because I watched them originally probably when I was around 13 or 14, and this was like yeah. late night television. So I was still a youngin, so yeah. shit still scared me, right? The one yeah. episode that stands out was the one with um, the mannequin. Oh, no, not the mannequin. The, um, he was a, a ventriloquist, and then the dog came to life and tried to kill him. It, did you yeah, watch? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the only one that sent out in my mind for some reason. That yeah. shit freaked me out. I that, forget the name of it, but I know exactly the one you're talking about, yeah. But going back to my original point, why I brought this up is nowadays, is there any good horror television? Like, do you know what I mean? When was the last good horror television show you've watched? That's recent. American Horror Story. Uh, I guess, I like yeah. American, I like American Horror Story. I like the last one they just did with the 80s slasher vibe. I thought okay. that was fantastically done. Um, and I liked Freak Show a lot. A lot of people hated that one. They thought that was the worst one out of the whole series. But right. I liked, I liked Freak Show, man. I thought it was good, but... Uh, yeah, I guess like American Horror Story would be the like the, the newer generation of like a Tales from the Crypt or anything like that. But um, you know, still doesn't have the same vibe, right? Um, but but still good. You know what I mean? I think American Horror Story gives you um, so many different avenues of the, like you have the freak show, the circus, you have the the uh, insane asylum, you have right. the cult thing. You know, so there's a bunch of different stuff. So, yeah, and that's what makes I, it so good. And I definitely got to start checking that out for sure. But you brought yeah, up eighty slasher. Uh, I, I know this is available because, again, a lot of people don't know Canadian Netflix and American Netflix has different libraries. So we have yep. up here a TV show called Slasher. Have you heard of this? Is it on your Netflix down there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Slasher, yeah. Yep. Okay, so if yep. you want eighties, pure eighties hack and slash. They have three seasons. One season's not the greatest, but the other two are pretty decent. And for a television yep. show, and it was filmed here in the local Toronto area, so nice. support Toronto if you're down there, if you want to check nice. it out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I would I would recommend it. It's something good to have in the background, like you know, and it's gory. There's a lot of hack and slash, like it's a lot of blood, right, 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 and right. the stories is pretty cool. So and you have three Sweet seasons. Have to check it out. No, you'll have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's get back. Speaking of killing people. Like you mentioned, you tried to kill your best friend with an axe. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been trying to keep up with Ring of Honor, but everyone knows there's so much wrestling nowadays. You got to pick and choose. So I sure. tell everyone what I usually do is watch the big pay-per-views of every major company, Ring of Honor included, yeah. because the, every company does that great story package before every, uh, every uh, match. So you pretty much get caught up just in that, right? Sure. So to me, I'm caught up with Final Battle, and that's where I'm pretty much at. So... Last I saw was some highlights of you taking an axe to Matt Taven. Now, how did you come up with this, and why did he agree to do this? Or did he even have a choice to agree to it? No, he didn't have a choice to agree to it. Um, you know, it was going to happen one way or another, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was the perfect time. You know, Matt, Matt Taven was, uh, you know, one of the most popular guys in Ring of Honor, mm. and I was going nowhere fast, so I had to make a decision. And it wasn't going to be TK, uh, because he's not on the pedestal that Matt Taven's on. So, okay. uh, you know, if anybody, I'm going to go for Matt Taven. And, uh, you know, Matt Taven got the Ring of Honor championship because of me. Mm. Uh, he got, he, you know, I was I was always the one, you know, taking the beating from others just so he could get what he wants. So, therefore, I thought that Matt Taven was a good decision to make a little noise for Vincent. You know what I mean? So I made the decision to go ahead and do what I did. And, uh, you know... It, it looks like it opened some doors for me, I'd say. So. I think so, that's for sure. And again, it was a unique way of turning on a best... Because everyone's seen it in wrestling. It's played out. Like Everyone knows it's going to come eventually. Because that's wrestling. It's storytelling at its finest. 
good guy, bad guy, they turn, then they become friends, turn whatever, and ends up happening in the end. But the way you did it, again, it was so malicious, so like the blood dripping down, it was great visuals, and then you standing there with your arms out like some sort of second yeah. Jesus Christ or the evil Jesus, like you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just craziness, yeah. and we need well, more I of this. Well, I consider Jesus Christ to some people, so... <laughs> <laughs> there you go to each his own right and like you yeah. said it opened doors now you have this group this faction around you and again i haven't seen what's been going on in roh tv so do you have a name for this faction how, how did all this come to be after uh no these are just uh folks that like myself were toiling to get a opportunity somewhere and, okay. and needed a place to go and had nobody that they could relate to until you know until i found them which which uh soon uh, you'll you'll hear a little bit more about them, and I'll be able to tell a little bit about their story, Perfect. where they came from, uh, going forward. But you know, just a, just a group of people that I can relate to, and they can relate to me, and uh, there's a connection there with each and every one of them. That's like a part of me now, and uh, you know, everybody will eventually get to get to see why and, and how. Um, oh, that's beautiful. So see, that's- and again, the storytelling. This is what for people who are not wrestling fans are listening to this. This is what makes us love wrestling. The being in the dark, not knowing what's going to happen, staying tuned, episodic television, as they say, right? So th- this Great is it, it at its finest, and I love it. That's fantastic. Okay, what about Dead or Alive? In their prime, it doesn't matter. Who would you want to have? What's your dream match in that squared circle? Uh, my dream match was Jeff Hardy, and I wrestled mm. Jeff Hardy in a main event at Northeast Wrestling. Oh, there you go. Um, and that was my dream match. Um and it was, you know, it was great. It was, you know, as a, you know, young, young Vincent, you know, just being in there and just, you know, beating up Jeff Hardy was, uh, was, was a dream come true. You know what I mean? For me as a kid, that's what I, I was always kind of visioned and pictured myself doing mm-hmm. one day, you know, right. and, uh, you know, and it happened. And I have some good matches with a plenty of great, uh, competitors out there, just like legendary, like me and Rey Mysterio wrestled twice at northeast wrestling and uh you know i wrestled you know matt hardy as well who's uh just a genius um and uh you know just just tons of tons of guys that i've been able to you know get opportunities with but my ultimate dream match was jeff hardy and it happened in northeast wrestling so and that's fantastic i I love to hear stories like that because there's a lot of people again growing up i thought maybe you'd say ultimate warrior or something just to be in there but to have someone when you break into the business and they're still in there with you, to me, that's just mind blowing. And I love those sort of stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 man, for sure. And now we're in a new decade. I got to ask as a performer, as in the business, what do you want to see from wrestling or, and what do you want to add to it to make it better? Um, I just, I just think, you know, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep doing, doing me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, like I, I, I'm comfortable with who I am. I love what I'm doing. I love the direction that it's headed. Mm. Um, I just love the direction that wrestling is headed in general. Okay. I think there's a lot of wrestling out there, a lot of different stuff for everybody to enjoy. I think yep. there's like, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a great time right now in wrestling. And I think like for right now, I mean, the vibe I get, it's only, it seems like it's only getting uh, bigger and stronger the, the more time progresses. Um, so, um, you know, I, I think I think that's it's going to keep heading in that direction of, of good. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's, it's it's just a great time right now, and uh, you know, I, I love it. And I love being able to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, as young me is just, just pumped, man. Think what I'm saying? Like, it's just <laughs> uh, hey, you know, it's, it's just 
to be a part of everything is just cool. And what I'm doing is just, uh, you know, I enjoy every second of it. To finally, you know, finally having, uh, you know, a lot of fun with, mm. with what I'm with what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Being of comfortable course. and just being a, a part of a, of a lot of, like, history, too. You know, even in Ring of Honor, you know, I sat in the Hammerstein uh, ballroom in the Manhattan Center mm-hmm. there, and I remember in 2012 sitting way up in the rafters, like looking down at final battle going on, and then mm-hmm. you know you you fast you you fast forward all the way to like you know a couple weeks ago I was in you know one of the the main matches of final battle in, in 2019, mm-hmm. so you know so just like stuff like that, it's just it's it's cool and it just keeps getting better and better, so. And that's fantastic to hear from the performer's aspect too, because again, I've had wrestlers on and I've heard both sides. Some are like, but the bubble's going to burst soon. Whatever comes up goes down. This is not too good. It's good for the sure, boys. Sure, I mean, sure, I mean, I mean, but that's just life in general. You get what I'm saying? That's just, I guess like, that makes sense. That's, any, that's anything in general, you know what I mean? But like, it'll always be there. You of know course. What I mean? oh, no, so definitely. it's like, you know, so it's, it's, it's uh, like what you put into it, you know? No, that's cool. Okay, what about what's the best thing that you accomplished in 2019? 2019 was beating uh, former world champion Matt Taven and uh, finally, you know, closing the gates of the kingdom and moving on to my own. <laughs> you know, that that's my that's my my best thing of 2019. So, can I even? Maybe I can even claim being the now I'm the number one contender for the Ring of Honor World Title. Maybe because I mean he's not. You know, I took Matt Taven completely off to television with his injured ankle. So maybe I can. You know, maybe that's my claim now. Maybe I'm the. The number one guitar. <laughs> I could take that spot, right? Hey, you know what? I would love it because PCO has been on the show before, so I'd love to see two former guests go at it. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I get in there with PCO, no problem. You know, you know I'm not. I'm not afraid of monsters. That's for sure. Well, you are one yourself, I guess, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, I always like to ask this because it's again my funny side, my comedic side. What's the weirdest, funniest, craziest shit to happen to you, either going to the ring or being in the ring that you could think of? Uh, craziest shit that's ever happened to me that I can think of, or that you remember, obviously. Uh, God, this is before anything, but before I sure. even train with Spike. Okay. I remember you doing a show and I was going to the ring and the fire alarm went off okay. in the building and everybody had to go outside. So like literally mid-entrance when I'm walking to the ring, fire alarm goes off and the entire roster, the entire show, everybody had to go outside. So I, I didn't really make it to the ring, but uh, it was like, of course it was like when I'm walking out that happens. But uh, oh yeah, that God. was probably the kind of, the, that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. That was just kind of like off the wall, kind of weird, you know? Yeah, I've never heard that one before. And luckily, it wasn't like your first match. Can you imagine if that happened during your first match? Wouldn't you think that would be some uh, kind of sign? Yeah, yeah, that would have been, uh, yeah, been pretty sad for me. But, uh, you know, I was still very, very new and young. So okay. it was pretty embarrassing still. And I was pretty kind of like, what do I do? And then, like, literally, I was going down the ring, man. And, like, fire alarm goes off. And I just right. took a hard left right out the front door. Because everybody had to stand in the street and wait for the fire department to get there. So that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me on the way to the ring. So you know what you, should, you guys should have done? You guys just had your match out there. They're in the parking lot, parking lot. Right, ball. right. Yeah, yeah. Entertain while stuff's going on. It's a good call. We probably should have done. <laughs> okay, and lastly, before we get into the dumbass of the week and a few other stuff besides wrestling, if you weren't a wrestler, what do you think you would be doing? Um, I would like to get into special effects makeup. Oh, okay. 
So, like, uh, I, I always talked about going to the Tom Savini Special Effects School. That's in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. That's something I would have liked to take interest in. I've always been, like, you know, I always like being creative any way that I possibly could. So that's something I always kind of, like, you know, thought about, like, in the midst of, like, trying to, you know, become a pro wrestler at the time. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Tom has been brought up on the show. I've, I've had uh, uh, Mr. Baker on, and he does he directs the Firefly Funhouse. So he's one of okay, the yeah, students yeah. from Tom Savini, and he was bringing him up Great. all the time. Jason Baker is his name. I don't know why I said Great. Mr. Baker, but anyways. Yes, 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 I know of him. That's okay, yeah, perfect. And he was on, and just, again, the mind of these people. I'm a huge horror fan, so I wanted to know, like, where did these, yeah, all these yeah, things come from sure. and all this stuff? So, see, as you can tell, I'm not only wrestling. I like everything out of the, the that's spectrum. That's fantastic, man. That's fantastic. So to hear that, too, that's, that's awesome. Everything ties together. So, thanks to modern technology, I lost Vincent for a bit, but now he's back. No fear. Not I'm like back, last man. time. I had to drop off a body that was in my trunk, but here I am. I'm back in. <laughs> so, let's get right back into it where we left off. Okay. So, pretty much, what do you do on your free time other than wrestling and horror? Like, what's your thing to unwind, to relax? Like, what does Vincent do outside of wrestling? Uh, man, I like to read. I like to, read. Um, okay. I like to, I like to you know... Uh, I like to read a lot, of, like a lot of true crime books. Me and my wife both like to read a lot of like true crime stuff. Um, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. You know what I mean? Especially having that free time to be able to do so. Um, so I spend a lot, spend as much time as I possibly can with her. Um, and, you know, and, and do stuff. Um, I, I'm, I love animals, man. So I like to, I like to try to like. Uh, you know, we go to the Bronx Zoo in New York, so okay. that's kind of like we like to like to go there and stuff like that. But like, other than that, man, it's just like you know, spending as much time you know with with the family at home as much as I can when I am home. Um, other than that, I'm usually just pretty busy, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's kind of like pretty much it. You know, nothing nothing too too crazy. Uh, there is a weird. I, I like to like I sew. Oh wow! <laughs> so, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, some of the stuff that some of you people might have seen. Um, I have actually handmade myself. So, okay. um, you know, it's uh, you know between myself and uh, uh, Killer Custom Wear, who does does my makes my pants and some my in ring stuff. But uh, right. I've, I've made some stuff on my own, like you know, throughout the time I've been at Ring of Honor too. So yeah, sewing is like a little thing that I picked up that I just thought would come in handy, and uh, and it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, I have. Some people right. are always like, "Hey, man, you got your your sewing kit on you." <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just a little little uh, little little side thing, and then I'm able to do, I guess. But uh, other than that, man, yeah, just like we like to read true crime stuff and okay. watch true crime stuff, and spend a lot of time with the family. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, now, any task? Do you crochet at all? Do you do anything different than just sew, or is it one specific type of sewing? <laughs> just, just sewing, man. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I don't sit in my rocking chair and like, right. like, you know, like do, do quilting or anything. No, I can't do that. But there's like, you know, so, so I, like to, like, I like to create different things, you know. Yeah, but how crazy would this be? You coming out with the mask and just crocheting down to the ring? <laughs> that would be pretty yeah, freaky. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty creepy. <laughs> <laughs> then you just hand it off to one of the fans out in the first <laughs> row. <laughs> so you're not a gamer? You're not into sports or anything? Uh, well, you know... Uh, my, my, my brother, no, I'm not a sports guy. I never was. Okay. Um, but my, my brother, 
is a huge game guy, and okay. um, I recently just uh, he told me to get the new the, the newest Mortal Kombat because I was a Mortal Kombat fan growing up as a kid. Nice, and uh, so I got it. And uh, you know, he, he's such a game guy that he, he just works my ass in it. But like, <laughs> I'll get better though and get back at him in time. But uh, I like if I do do games, it's like um, it's like. Uh, Resident Evil, or like uh, I like the right. Ghostbusters game yeah. that had come out. Like I okay. like a lot of those games. Left 4 Dead was a game that came out years ago that right. I really liked. Um, so stuff like that, I like. I like a lot of that kind of stuff. Did you end up playing the Resident Evil Two remake? Yes, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you enjoy Resident it? Resident Evil Two was always fantastic. Yeah, man, it's it's great, and, that, and I know they're coming out with the Nemesis one as well. So right. like, I'll, I'll probably like take a stab at that too. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that was pretty much my childhood as well, was the Resident Evil series. I don't know why. Yeah, Again, like, being a horror fan, stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you just gravitate towards it, and it's the storytelling and uh, behind the corner yeah, jumps just, and scares, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just cool, yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready for the Dumbass of the Week, my friend? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. Okay, well, this is perfect because most wrestlers either bronze or suntan or do something so they don't look like, I'm sorry to say, like Seamus, you know what I mean? But there's nothing wrong with that, because you know what I mean? That's a look too right. nowadays, right? So you can't shame anyone. Right. But did you hear about this new thing where people suntan their asshole? No. <laughs> so you're not up to this then? You've never heard of it? No, 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 no. Not in the loop of that one. Okay, well, apparently, it's it's not scientifically proven. It's obviously some bro science out there. But they think that because, you know, when you do the depositories and everything, it affects you faster if you put alcohol through... Down there, you get drunk quicker, all that stuff, right? So now some person just realized, uh, hey, if I suntan my asshole, I'll get vitamin D 10 times more than I would anywhere else, right? But here's the kickback. You could, you could try it, whatever. If it's your thing, no problem. <laughs> but it's sensitive, first off. And obviously, it doesn't see the day of light. So it doesn't have the same receptors as our other skin to receive light. Sure, sure. So literally within three seconds, it fucking burns. Now, how stupid is this fucking person to sit there, I don't refer to yoga, like doing the baby position where you're holding your toes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the position you do to suntan your asshole, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And within two seconds, I I don't think it takes much thinking to think that it's going to burn, right? (laughs) See, but you would think Uh, so. But look how many people, like even the great Josh Brolin himself, fucking Thanos burned his asshole doing this. Yeah. Hey, man. What's the weirdest thing that you, how about this, what's the weirdest thing that you do for like wrestling or to keep yourself in shape to like something that pretty much no one else does that you do on a regular? Is there uh, anything really? Nothing, man. Nothing really like out of, a, out of the ordinary, I'd say. Not really. Like you don't um, eat raw eggs or you don't do some certain exercise that no one else does that people think you're crazy for doing? Oh, uh, no, I know everybody has like their like thing that like they, they go to that like right. it's like their meditation or like their way of doing stuff. But no, not really, man. No, I never really had anything that kind of was out of the ordinary that was kind of like worked for me and nobody else kind of thing. No, not really. Oh, that's uh, okay. Then there you go. Well, I guess you have your horror, right? That That's, that's your meditation. <laughs> no, I said your horror. You have the horror behind you. So that's, that's yeah, one yeah. form of meditation, <laughs> yeah, that's, right? That's it. Yeah, that's my exercise. Exercise my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, thank you, Vincent, for coming aboard. Really appreciate having this talk with you. It's been a blast. I hope it's been good for you as well. Hey, yeah, man. It was, it's been great. Nice talking to horror. Thanks for thanks for having me on. And, and I'm sorry, again, it took forever, but it's finally good to, to chat with you. And uh, thanks again, man. So where can people find you? Want to plug your shit? Anything you have up and coming? Twitter.
Twitter, you can find me at the Horror King VM, uh, Instagram the Horror King Official, and Facebook the Horror King Official. And then uh, any uh, new new uh, T-shirts or, or whatnot will be located on the Ring of Honor Pro Shop. I just got the new shirt. Uh, you dig what I'm saying? T-shirt that mm. came out on the ROH Pro Shop. Make sure you pick that bad boy up. Um, the, those things are kind of flying out right now, so I want to see more of those uh, red bees on your hands. <laughs> Show me your hands. <laughs> so go grab that, and um, and that's pretty much it. Oh, that's pretty cool. And for myself, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, under Finger Styles. Please go support the podcast, all that nice stuff I said at the top of the show. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments at the podcast app at gmail.com. And that is it. That's a wrap, as they say. It's all good, my friend. All right, man. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. On that note, he's Vincent. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.